This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Chats with Susan Burrell. And that's me. I help strong, capable women who have pockets of self-doubt access their inner wisdom and clarify their own truth. Chats with Susan Burrell is where we have rich conversations about empowerment, radiating your brilliance out into the world, and loving yourself more than you ever have before. And who doesn't want that? So let's get started. So this week, I am delighted. Actually, I'm delighted and excited because um, my guest this week is someone who has been doing some really amazing work out in the world. I was fortunate enough to work with her for nine months and it turned me inside out and changed me up. So I just want to welcome Darla Ledoux of Aligned Entrepreneurs. Darla, Hi, thanks Susan. for joining me. Hi, honey. So I do have to say, our time together did, it, and I know this is true for so many people that work with you, you the, because of the way that you lead these um, entrepreneurial uh, retreats, and then there was uh, a group that we were part of, which is always good for me, being a part of a group. But it does, the work that you do is so transformational, and it, it does change people from the inside out. I was like turned around, upside down and backwards for for a really long time. In a good way, right? In a good way, <laughs> yes. It, but it was that, that um, I have this vision of a rock tumbling down a river until it's just smooth mm. and beautiful and polished. And that's kind of what it was in that for me, um, you helped me see stuff that I hadn't been willing to face in relationship to my business and in relationship you know, to life because that's really, it all affects our lives. So this idea of aligning with yourself, which is aligned entrepreneurs, one of the, pro one of the things, mm -hmm. um, is so important for people. And people don't realize that when they start their own business or they want to expand their business, right? They don't realize that maybe they aren't in aligned with their inner truth and their inner, I want to say, divinity. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it took me some time, Susan, when I started my business to really realize that. So for me personally, I thought about starting a business for 10 years. Mm. It was almost 10 years from the time I first was trained as a coach in my corporate job, really got the intuitive hit that this is the work I'm meant to do in the world and to bring forward in the world. And, but I was really afraid to leave my corporate job and do something different. And so I did all kinds of things to deny and avoid and hide from. And, and then I did things to like, try to start a business and try to lead <laughs> workshops and try to host retreats, which really meant I did a lot of writing in my notebook and not a lot of doing action in the real world. And it wasn't until really, you know, I like that analogy of the stone rolling down the hill because I had uh, my stepdad died of cancer suddenly and I got divorced within the same three month time period. Holy moly. Yeah. And it was like really allowing me to tumble some of those edges off because I had to, you know, I had to look at things that were out of alignment for me or places where I was really holding back. And what it came down to was I was so afraid to fail. 
And up until that point, I had really, I had changed jobs. I had done, you know, a variety of things that people might look at as failures. <laughs> but in my mind, I still felt like, you know, I was doing all the right things. I was, you know, being really successful at life until that happened. And it, it was really the failure of my marriage. Yeah. And the, really the, the line of thinking and decision-making that even led me into that marriage in the first place, which you may be able to relate to is like, looking back, it's like, who was that person who made right. those decisions? Yep. Yep. Got it. Yeah. But, um, somehow failing in that way. And my marriage, it was like within six months of the wedding that we were separated. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. Like we laugh about it as the celebrity marriage. It didn't last very long, but, um, because of that, and it was really embarrassing to me at the time, it freed me to do things that were embarrassing or that people would think, of as failures because I didn't die. Okay, wait a minute. I got chills. You, so you did something that lots of people, especially women, think is the biggest day of their life, getting married, right? And then deciding to get out of the biggest day of their life or, or the marriage. And you didn't die. And you didn't yeah. die. And I, that is the truth for so many people's um, level of fear and anxiety is, is that underlying fear of I'm going to die. You know, and people say, well, what's the worst could happen? You, well, I'm going to die. That's the yeah. worst. And so yeah, it did. felt that way. You know, it, the, it was so quick too. It's like people still had the wedding pictures on their fridge, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it felt extra embarrassing. It wasn't like it was old and people forgot about the wedding. They were still probably paying their, you know, travel bill or whatever to come to the wedding and were already divorced. And, and I didn't die. And it really felt like I, I would have otherwise. And so it freed me to be okay to try this business knowing that if I failed, I wouldn't die. It was, mm -hmm. it was really freeing. Now, I wonder how many people out there can feel that a humiliating and embarrassing episode um, gives them freedom or mm -hmm. how many people just dig into the humiliation and kind of, you know, put their head in the sand. Fortunately, I'd had some training leading up to that. And I know you love to talk about empowerment. It was really empowerment training. And even though I, it's like I, I grew and grew and I learned all these things. And then my ego came in and said, oh, this is really scary to be so free and expressed. Why don't you marry this guy? Mm. Because then you can get in some drama and you don't need to be, you know, so awesome. And so I said yes to that marriage. And um, I had that training. And so even going through it, I knew like, okay, this is happening for me. It's not necessarily happening to me. And how do I use it? Oh, hold on. Okay. <sighs> Recording again. <laughs> um, so feeling, because you had the empowerment training, that was your, that sounds like that was your kind of your foundation, your bedrock. And the idea of moving into a, uh, in a relationship where there might be drama or, or people have this in their business too. Well, I'm going to do this kind of 
activity or action in my business that creates drama and then I feel like I'm in charge or alive or certainly it's not in alignment to anything except chaos. Yeah. It, for me, it activated an old familiar pattern. So the wow. person I married had addiction issues and my dad has addiction issues. He's still an active drinker. And those things caused him to not show up in my life. Right. And so it was like recreating that scenario. And I, you know, the way I've learned to, this was, you know, 10 years ago, I've been in business nine years now. So this was 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago. Um, and so I, I can see it even differently now in retrospect, but it was like, it was feeling so unsafe, like being in full alignment can feel unsafe to our ego. Oh, I totally agree. It, it, it does feel unsafe. In fact, I, I'm finding myself using this affirmation and I do EFT tapping. Uh, and, and the first thing I start tapping on is I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. It, it doesn't matter what it yeah. is I'm going to do. Yeah, because our ego creates, well, if the people around me are like this, I know how to get by in that scenario. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, I learned how to get by when people around me were behaving crazy or creating drama or whatever. I knew how to, to get by in that scenario. And the more I was shedding those old patterns, the more nervous I felt about, well, do I really know how to behave without them? Do right. I know who I am without those patterns? And yeah. so my ego went, okay, just get in this relationship because you can use all those old ways of being to be in control and you know to be codependent and all of those things. So luckily though, I had had that training so I could kind of recognize it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't stay long once the, the pattern really started to reveal itself after the wedding. And I went, whoa, and I could see, oh, I see what I did. And it was really a, a really challenging decision. I went to rehab with him. You know, we did the whole rehab together, but he kept getting out, getting kicked out, but I oh. finished, <laughs> and, you know, and was able to do my own work on myself. Um, And it was through integrating those lessons and seeing healing really in my, in relation to my dad through this experience and in relation to my stepdad, who's the one who passed, who was there for me. Um, And I, in my marriage, I had a stepson. And so there was this whole dynamic of really seeing the love of, you know, being a step parent. And so there were lots of things that were healed in that process that it's like, look, you know, it, I couldn't have imagined a more perfect way to do that healing, even though from the outside, it looked like a train wreck. Right. Right. And the thing I, I, I believe I know about you, Darla, is that you are committed to inner transformation for yourself. And, um, and those of us that do make that commitment, whatever time of life we wake up and go, Oh my gosh, I am here to be more than what this small self seems like. So one of the things that you've begun to celebrate in your business and in your, all of your speaking engagements and everything is celebrating normalizing transformation, making transformation normal. So explain some of that to me. I mean, I think yeah. I know what it means, but you explain it yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for the listeners as well. So transformation is 
making a permanent shift to how we show up to life. Uh huh. So our behaviors, our patterns, our habits, and all of that, those things shift as a result of shifting the underlying energetic commitment that we have. So, so for example, in the past, I was committed to you know, being codependent, to being in control, being the one to fix, save, rescue, all of those things, because that was the role I had played growing up. And through the transformation of reclaiming my power after my divorce, I really saw that I didn't need that pattern anymore. Now, some of these things come up over and over as we grow. Yeah. Um, and we heal it at new levels. But transformation is really being able to shift that pattern. So you're not saying, well, just because I was this way before, I was a corporate engineer, um, doesn't mean that's who I have to be going forward. Or just because I played this role in my family before, doesn't mean I have to play that role going forward. Just because this is the role I've played in relationship doesn't mean I have to attract another relationship like that. And that we can actually make these shifts that lead to more freedom. Mm -hmm. And anyone who's in this line of work has had experiences like that. I know you have, Susan, of shifting something so foundational that it doesn't come up anymore. So I, I sometimes give the example of food and my relationship to food. So as a kid, I was really overweight. And I think I, you know, I've done, you know, looked at various ways about why that is. But it was a source of control for me. Food was something that I could have control over when I didn't have control over other things in my life, like where, where I lived or who I was staying with for the weekend or whatever. Um, and so my mom would constantly try to get me to lose weight. She was worried about me being fat and picked on and all of that. So then she would be questioning, well, are you sure you want to eat that and things like that. So I grew up with constantly thinking about food. What am I going to eat today? Am I going to be good? Am I going to be bad? Is this going to, you know, what, like constantly the amount of energetic space it took in my mind was profound. Mm -hmm. And I, this was in a live retreat, you know, I'm an advocate of live retreats for transformation. I did some work around this and really looking at the story about food and all the different possible stories I could have about food and healing this traumatic experience from childhood. And from that point on, that just was gone to the point where I would be, you know, at work in the middle of the day, I'd have meetings and I'd realize I didn't have anything to eat. Wow. That would have never happened. Wow. Before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just forget about food. Wow. And now that had its own set of issues, but it was gone. Gone. It's never right. come back. So, what I know to be so is that there are um, spiritual laws on the unseen side of life that are always in action, and, and whether we know it or not. And the thing about these spiritual laws is they are never, they're not based on precedent, meaning whatever happened before, like, like your example of you were always thinking about food, whatever happened before doesn't mean that it ha has to happen next or that it has to happen yeah. again. Once you, like what you said you did is uncover 
those deeper reasons why, or the beliefs or the behavior, whatever it is that transformed it in a, well, maybe not a moment, but <clears throat> there is that possibility when we become aware of the things that are hindering us or our belief systems that are keeping us small or stuck. Um, when we become aware of them, we, that is the transformation that jumps us into a, a larger, more aligned, uh, more expressed self. Yes. Yes. So talk a bit about normalizing transformation. Yeah. So, so to me, normalizing transformation is imagine a world where that wasn't weird to talk about these things or to share these things. And I just think about even with my divorce, and that was a long time ago, and I've had a lot of <laughs> other opportunities to transform out loud since. There were people in my life that were really, you know, primed and ready to jump in and talk about like, oh, poor you, I, you know, this happened, he's bad, you're good, right, wrong. And, and I could have easily gone down the, that train. In the world where, where we really understand transformation, you know, and I teach an anatomy of a transformation, um, I have a podcast episode about it that people can listen to if they want to kind of learn more. But there is the, the pivotal step in transformation is surrender. Yep. Yep. So the universe conspires to help us surrender. And a lot of times from the outside, that looks messy because otherwise we stay in control. So for me, you know, things had to get to where I knew my old pattern couldn't get me where I wanted to go. And I had to surrender. Uh -huh. And I could have easily stayed in, I'm right. This person is wrong. I'm justified, all of that. But I really, because also my stepdad died at the same time, I just threw my hands up and I went, I, show me, show me what this is about. Help me see this in a different way. How can I learn from this? What else is possible here? And if I had let people relate to me like I was in trauma and tragedy, I wouldn't have gotten those lessons. Right. Because, the, because everybody wants, well, I don't know if this is actually absolute true, but when we go into uh, trauma, other people get, feel uncomfortable because you're upset. Right. So I want to put my Band-Aid on you, even though you didn't ask for a Band-Aid. Exactly. And, and exactly. it makes people so uncomfortable. But the, what you're saying about, um, about throwing up your hands and, say, and saying, show me and ask me, I, a lot of people, well, from my experience, my surrenders, surrenders, it's plural and it's ongoing, <laughs> is, is really about control, uh, and, which is yeah. what you were saying. It, it's about wanting, I don't want this thing to change. So I'm just going to hold on really tight until it's right. so painful that all I can do is throw my hands up in the air and say, show me because the universe always right. has a bigger, better, more elegant and, and a hell of a lot more fun idea for us than we do sometimes. Yes. And when yes. we surrender, always. We, when we surrender into it, then, then, then life becomes more fun and more just more adventure more of an adventure. Yes. Yeah. yeah because imagine you, you're spot on, you know, people either they feel uncomfortable when we're going through something uncomfortable. So they want to fix it. Yeah. Or they're in judgment of 
well, you know, why'd that happen to you? What, what's your problem? Right. And this isn't all people, right? But I can say at the time I was moving through my divorce, I, there was a lot of different things around me, which I had attracted because I was so afraid of doing anything wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but imagine if instead it was, oh, really? You, um, you're getting divorced? That's interesting. I wonder what, what's opening up for you in this transition. That's or, a much more positive, loving, and kind question than what I got when I was going through divorce, you know? Mm. There were lots of questions. Well, what are you going to do now? Um, yeah. I don't know. Cry for days. I'm, you know, right. better. I don't know. But that's a great question. Yeah. How are you going to survive? You know, if someone loses their job, oh my gosh, I'm, this is so exciting. I wonder what the universe has in store for you. Like, that little shift. And if people really understood how to support people through their transformation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, we'd be out of business because we could actually rely on other humans, which is, it's always my job to put myself out of business. Um, but that also sounds like that's also how you celebrate um, transformation by learning how to ask the questions that help and support the individual, the other person going through it in a yes. positive heart opening way. Yes. Yes. And I call it healthy compassion. I love it. Because love there's it. a dysfunctional way in which we take on someone's burden like it's ours, yep. you know, where we like smother and try to help as opposed to keeping com compassion and holding space for that person and also keeping our own boundaries and feeling healthy and whole and complete and inviting that person to step forward into a new energy as opposed to getting in the old energy with them. Yep. Yep. And I like yeah. the idea of what you just said of the, um, holding the boundary for yourself, uh, as a transformational leader so that the other people, so you're not enabling people, you're, you're doing just what you said, allowing them to step into their new expression, their new energy. Yeah, exactly. I know this was a theme in the group that you were in. Yep. Um, that like taking people with you and dragging and pulling as opposed to really supporting and nurturing their transformation. But it's not, it's no one else's responsibility, but mine to move through my own transformation. Yes. And it's much easier if the people around me get it. It's yes, much easier. It it is. And I can hear as you're saying that, Darla, how everything in your life led up and continues to lead you into more expansion and more transformation out of your own personal integrity and self-responsibility and alignment. I, I, can, I, yeah. can, I can see how that everything's helped. And I think most people, if they were to investigate themselves deeply like you have, or like I have, we can, you can see, you can see what the roadmap was leading up to and going through whatever the difference is. Totally. And it's important to remember that in some ways, it's almost like you find the breadcrumbs after, right? But in some ways, um, there will always, you will always have breadcrumbs. You just may not see them, right? Until you've yes. gone through it. Absolutely. And that's why a lot of times the things that happen in life show up like problems because otherwise we don't notice, you know, and the more, 
um, the more aligned you are and the more tuned in you are to how your intuition speaks, mm -hmm. the more easeful the journey is because we actually hear the message without needing, you know, the brick. Right, right. The bumps but, and grinds. you know, yeah. in the beginning, I needed death and divorce and I had back pain and car accidents all together. Oh my God. Um, and it was like, oh, wake up. Now it tends to be more subtle, but not always. You know, I've had various things that have um, caused me to have to transform out loud to go look at, you know, XYZ has happened. I could have that be something that stops me or I could go, oh, what's the learning here? And how do I share this and grow with this to help with the mission of normalizing transformation? Yeah. So I have a question. I, earlier, I was reading something that was encouraging um, us to live, live as you innately are. Do you feel mm. like you're doing that, that you're living from your innate being? <clears throat> I believe that I am doing that to the fullest extent of my awareness right now. I love that. I think that that's okay for me. That has been one of my goals for like the last 15 years, actually, is to, mm. I say, to be fully me. But it really is living from that innate sense of who I am that is not like anybody else in the universe and that I live from my innate truth and love and um, creativity to be fully expressed, to be fully me which gives me huge yes. permission to say whatever I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and um, I'd love to talk about empowerment and how I define power because it's so related here. And, and the reason I say, you know, I'm, I'm living it to the fullest extent I'm aware right now is I don't know who I will be in right. the future. And that's part of normalizing transformation is to not think that we know or that we're fixed, that, because we don't know all of what spirit has in store for us and our most divine alignment. We, we don't know. And to think we know, we shut down possibility. So, uh, and you know, when I started my business, I, well, I told you the story about my divorce. So obviously I was married to a man. There was a point in my business where I realized, you know, I'd been divorced for quite a while and I was looking for a relationship and my mentor at the time actually suggested that I consider dating women and pointed out that the, this was something that he felt in my energy field. And, uh -huh. and I felt it so instantly. Wow. Wow. And it took me a bit of time to integrate that idea and kind of test it out. But then I had to come out as a lesbian and I literally thought, Susan, oh my gosh, I have to shut down my business. Oh, why? Why? I just, I was, I was talking about alignment. My business was Align and Profit at the time. And I thought, well, if I'm this out of alignment, how is anyone ever going to trust me? How's anyone ever going to work with me? Oh. And I immediately felt like I had to shut down. And I, I think that's so influenced my message today because- this is one of the reasons people don't step out as a leader because we're afraid that maybe we're missing something, that maybe we've got something wrong and that what we know now isn't enough. 
to step out yeah. as a leader. Yeah. But I knew what I knew then. And then once I knew more, then I owned it. <laughs> as soon as I was aware of it, I owned it and moved through it. And that's alignment. Yes, it it's is. not knowing everything and, no. and being perfectly in control of your life. It's actually being willing to evolve and grow and own it in the moment. And, and luckily I had a mentor at the time who said, well, it took you all of 10 minutes to come out to me. So I don't think you're a liar. You know, like, I think, right. I think it's okay. Um, but it was very stressful to think that there's this whole part of me that I didn't even know existed that as soon as I realized was like, oh, this, it, like you said, all the breadcrumbs clicked into place and, it, and it can and so I just will never say that I know I'm 100% aligned with my highest good. I'm only 100% aligned with what I know today. I know myself to be someone who once I see it, I will step into it. Yes. I'm not going to hide from it. Yes. And that, that's power. Yes. Yes. I'm saying yes. I agree with you, Darla. And I've witnessed you doing that at certain times over the months that we work together. And I witnessed you supporting others in stepping in once the once the um the breadcrumbs dropped once once yeah once the awakening happens and especially like you said earlier when you felt it whatever it is that's that we are ignoring about ourselves or you know good or bad when we feel it energetically in our body that is also the actual i think that's the place where the where the energy begins to align in, in yeah. the proper, in, what not proper, that's, but you know, in the current of energy so right. that, um, yeah, we feel it. Yes. Yes. I felt it physically in my body, this a, a tremendous feeling of peace. Mm. See, when yeah. I hear truth being spoken, like you just did, I feel it in my body. When I work with clients, and there's something that they're hiding from and they're dancing around the idea. The minute it, it is said out in the room, I can feel it. Yes. That, and I know that that's, that's the uh, energy realigning within them, um, which is so awesome to be able to, uh, it's such an honor to watch people shift right before your eyes when yes. they awaken into, okay, that is their inner truth. Their, their, yes. their, their authentic self really saying, I'm right here and I've always been here. Susan, I love that you said that because we do have that ability to, and it, it shows up differently for everyone and some people are aware of it and some aren't. So you've cultivated that knowing or feeling it in your body when it clicks into alignment, when the truth is spoken. And if I take you way back to the training I had in corporate that originally inspired me to become a coach, we did this exercise where and this was with corporate folks, <laughs> you know, in a corporate setting, people from all levels of the organization, but we had to go in the middle of the circle and tell our story about things like our um, judgments about race or our judgments about gender. Wow. And everyone in the outside of the circle had to give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down if they thought we were telling the truth. Uh-huh. And what I learned is we, we hear truth. Like, I didn't know these people's background or upbringing or whatever, but I could tell if they weren't being honest with themselves mm -hmm. and the room could tell, mm -hmm. you know, because we didn't want to admit like, Oh, my parents taught me to be racist. 
you know, but in this room, in this context, you couldn't pass this exercise until you got honest. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's, and I'm hearing where there's more than where two or more are gathered. So the power of that kind of an experience, um, yes. it, it, it is awakening and transformational. And that's some of what you do, Darla, when you're leading live retreats. You create such a safe space that is a powerful place for individuals to transform um, their idea of themselves, of their businesses, and, and as well as you educate people on the best way to move forward in a business. Um, so, you, so everybody, I want you to know, Darla has a book called Retreat and Grow Rich. And it's an excellent book. And, but today you were going to share a, a roadmap, a little roadmap. Yeah. yeah. And it's called Retreat and Grow Rich, both because I am an advocate for more money in the hands of people with rich skills, which I'll talk about. Um, you know, the more money that we have, people who are doing this transformational work, the better off our, our world looks because we can hire the people who are in alignment, we can donate to causes that are in alignment. So A, I'm a stand for women and the soft skills, making a lot of money. Um, as a corporate engineer, I was told my soft skills would be inherently career limiting. Wow. So just tone them down. Holy moly. So I'm here to shake that up. So RICH is also an acronym, uh, which stands for right-brained, intuitive, connected, and heart-centered. And my goal is to grow those skills on the planet. I love it. And I got energy going down all the way down my body, Darla. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a roadmap. It can be found at retreatrevenueroadmap.com. And at that page, you can opt in and get a little ebook that talks about the three types of retreats and how to use them to make money. So um, it feels appropriate to tie transformation to retreats for a moment. And you, you kind of did that for me, Susan, when you talked about the container of the group. Um, so tra transforming out loud out in the world of people who may or may not get you or get transformation can feel a little intimidating. Yeah. Um, like we don't necessarily want to share our deepest held dreams or secrets with just anybody because they may choose to use it against us or diminish our dream. And so in the safe space of a retreat, we can really explore this idea of transformation and transforming aloud, um, sharing what's true for us and hearing our truth in the container of a retreat. So uh, a lot of people who get drawn to lead retreats have been through their own transformation in their life. They've had their own, you know, victory story. Um, they have maybe training as a coach or they're working as a consultant or I also a lot of people who are in the creative realms, you know, artists, designers um, get drawn to want to host retreats. A lot of times people start with a yoga teacher training mm -hmm. and, and that's really a gateway because there's a, a, a way to do yoga and teach yoga and do yoga retreats but really there's something more that they want to stand for in the world. So those are the people who should go explore the roadmap and also people who have a coaching business or a one-on-one -on -one consulting business in some way, and they want to work with groups and they want to go deeper and really get to the heart of the matter. You know, a lot of times 
people are teaching things that are brilliant, but if you haven't done the transformational work first, people will resist implementing it. Well, and also if you, oh, now I'm just speaking, if, if, uh, if those of us who are leaders haven't done the transformational work, it's like you were talking about everybody in the corporate circle and you're either going yes or no about hearing truth spoken. If you, if as a leader, if you haven't done your own inner transformational work, mm -hmm. then everybody, every, there's, then there's a false tone that rings in the room and, yeah. um, and then yes. that's, that's not worth time or money to me. That's my opinion to me. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. And it's not about getting it perfect because there's a, you know, there's the right leader for you at every step of the journey. And the more aligned you are, the easier it will be to fill your programs, to get, mm -hmm. your, get the word out in the world, to have people want to hear and listen to you. Um, it makes your work more valuable. Mm -hmm. You it know, sure the more lasered you are, the more valuable your work is. So, um, Darla, now what's the, is it a lot, just alignedentrepreneurs.com for them to go yeah. to to explore everything else? Because you have a bunch yeah. of other and you also have a podcast that people can I do. Yes, it's called Retreat and Grow Rich also, along with the book is on Amazon. And, um, but the roadmap, what, what will happen if you, if you go to the roadmap, you'll also get invited to our next free masterclass so you can get some more training if you want to be a retreat leader. If you're not into leading retreats, the only retreat that I do now that is um, not for retreat leaders, it's for any human, <laughs> any business owner really is um, called the Lazy Bee Retreat. And you can find out more about that on my website. Got, awesome. Uh, so I want to share about my map that I have yes. uh, with everybody. It's called Live Your Empowered Life Journey. And, and I call it a journey because it's uh, based on the journey I took while I was going through divorce in order to heal and come out more uh, living a life of freedom and owning my brilliance and claiming my opulence. And so I work with clients uh, to help remove their energetic, um, emotional blocks, any kind of belief systems that have downloaded in the body. And in order to do that, um, like I said, we do, I do tear down barriers. We do the energy work and people always come out with more courage to be more of who they are, more aligned with themselves, live their innate life, and, and love themselves more. So um, if you want to learn more about that, just go to susanburrell.com and contact me and we can have a conversation. So Darla Ledoux, Darla, Darla, thank you so much. You're so welcome. I, I love, um, I just love your work and the way you just described it. So I'm so excited for anyone who goes over to check it out. Thank you. And I appreciate all the, all the amazing work that you're doing. Um, I would love to have you on again later in the year so we can like check in and see how, what, what awesome. else is expanded. And I really encourage everybody to go to alignedentrepreneurs.com. There is a mission statement that you just, um, well, not just, but it, that's on there <laughs> about, talk, talk about your, your clients and peace briefly, and then we'll tie it up. Yeah. Um, I know the thing you're responding to is this idea. If my clients ruled the world, there would be peace. Yes. Among other right. things. Among a lot of other things. <laughs> so I just, if you don't ever even want to learn about retreats, just go to her website to be inspired about 
you know, if you worked with Darla, becoming one of the peacemakers and the peacekeepers in the world. And I, and that's to me, hugely important in this time. So, well, um, and that's when you're coming from the true sense of power, which you talked about, you know, being your innate self or my definition of power is being free to be your authentic self, speak your core truth and accept what comes. Mm -hmm. So we're not trying to control anything. We're just being fully us. (laughs) That's my dog. Hello, trash people. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, now I lost it. But that, that journey of stepping into our own power, that is where peace comes. And we yes. can think that it's separate, but it's really not. Because when we're fully empowered, we're not, you know, we're accepting what comes, which means yes. there's peace. We're not going, oh, someone else has something I want. Let me take it or let me tear them down so I can be more because we're so content with who we are that peace can exist. Well, and it's yes. a journey. So we're it on is it. a journey. It's a journey and we're on it and we're on it together. And I so appreciate, uh, I so appreciate that we are Darla. Thank you. Yes, so you I'm too. Just, I'm just going to end with, and so it is namaste. Well, that wraps up our chat for today. Thanks for joining me. And if you want to learn more, go to susanburrell.com. You can contact me through the website. There's blogs for you to read. There are videos to watch. And remember, I am an intuitive healer and spiritual guide at the crossroads of life. And I would be more than honored to help you on your journey to live an empowered life. And so it is. Namaste. Namaste.